0: When you make changes to your business and ask your customers or clients to come with you, how smoothly do things usually go? Nobody likes change. It's the one consistently reliable truth in small business, and one that founders need to fight regularly. So instead of placating to your people, is there a way to introduce the changes you'd like to make and entice them in an enjoyable way to make the shift along with you? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women like you who want to join our community so that you can get better at branding, marketing, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You could see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, it's time to talk about the struggles of getting customers and clients to try new things. Oh, come on. Your business evolves. No! You evolve. No! Your customers and clients evolve. No! But no one likes to talk about all of this change, and they don't want to do anything about it. But I do. (laughs) Getting people to change their ways is so hard. How do we know this? Because Mark Zuckerberg makes it a regular habit to change how we interact with Facebook all the time. It gives folks agita. It makes us want to punch our screens because ugh, we need to adjust how we do things again you'd think I would learn from the pains he's caused. But when it comes to my business, it's different, right? I constantly want to improve the experience that I'm providing to my members. And with that comes change. So I convince myself that they signed up for change because they want to have a better experience too, which means it's their fault, not mine, Okay? I recently heard from my colleague, Layla, who runs a business similar to mine. But she runs her business solely through Facebook. She's got a fan page, she's got a group, and she's got a buzzing community in there that loves the value she provides to them. She told me all about this amazing new platform she found. It's like Facebook, but a thousand times better, she said. She saw the ways that would make her members feel more heard. It would drive better conversation. It wouldn't be filled with ads that Facebook inserts all the time. And there was no algorithm, no feed, so that popularity of posts wouldn't even be a thing. Inside her small community, this would improve retention, interaction, and best of all, her members' financial successes. She was practically drooling through the phone as she told me all about it. She got to work setting up the back end of this new platform. She created graphics and decided on names for the different forums she was going to provide. She wrote copy for the announcements to her community, and spent a lot of time not only getting herself hyped about the new spot, but getting her members hyped about moving to the new spot. Launch day arrived. She opened the platform up to her members, and gave them explicit instructions as to how to move over to their new home. But no one moved. They didn't ignore her. They didn't miss her announcements. They full-on revolted. They stood there, digital arms folded, refusing to move to the new space because they liked Facebook. And by liked, I mean lived in. She spent the next few days trying to get folks to switch to the better universe that she'd built for them. I mean, she was the founder. They respected her tremendously. They wanted to continue to connect with one another, continue to build their portfolios thanks to her. And, well, they were just fine where they were. (sighs) She wrote me a note about how bummed she was. She lamented about how it's so hard to get people to change, because she literally could not get her people to change. They stood firm. They proved to her that she'd wasted all of that setup time creating copy and graphics, and forum names, and the money that she'd invested in the new endeavor too. I've made a very similar mistake on repeat for years. It's always been my assumption that folks want better, faster, more. And not unlike my colleague, Layla, I've always been on a mission to improve things for my members. Let me walk you through where I've led them. We once met up only in coffee shops by way of meetup.com. Then I asked them to move to a WordPress website. Then I asked them to sign up for an account on a platform where I deliver our webinars. Then I asked them to come join me on Facebook for a live event. Then I asked them to go to a site called Kiva if they wanted to support our latest endeavor. Then I asked them to head to Amazon to buy my new book. Then I asked them to create a profile on buymeacoffee.com if they really in fact did like my newsletter. Then I asked them to move over to a brilliant new platform called Circle. Over the years, we've switched home bases. We've switched payment processors. We've switched newsletter providers. All of it has been done under the guise of improving their experience so that they have a happier more joy-filled time building their businesses. But there wasn't a lot of thought put into how to get them to switch or explaining why the switch would improve their lives. So for you, dear listener, I want to offer three things you must consider if you're going to ask your people to go anywhere or do anything new. First, make sure you're very clear on why you're dragging your customers or clients somewhere new. Is it because you just like it? Are you changing up platforms or technology because a competitor is using it and you think that they're doing way better so that you've just got to move over to it no matter what? Figure out exactly what makes you excited about it and be very clear with yourself as to the reason that you want to, nay, need to bring people over to the new thing. If it's not clear to you, it surely won't be clear to them. Second, prepare them. They don't know where they're headed, and frankly, they already don't like it. Tell them what's coming. Explain why this is a better option for them than what they're currently using. Spell it out for them, and make sure it's not phrased in terms of why you think that it would be a great idea, but why they think that it would be so much better than what they're currently using. Third, repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Don't send one missive and expect that they'll read it, understand it, appreciate it, and graciously thank you. They won't. They'll roll their eyes the first time. The second time you send something, they might read it. The third time, they'll likely have a negative reaction, complain to you all about it, and tell you why you're doing a bad job for making them do anything new. The fourth and fifth times you excitedly report about the upcoming changes, they may start adjusting the news. If you don't end up experiencing any complaints when you try to get your customers or clients to try something new, you're doing something wrong. If you didn't know, 9 out of 10 doctors say that 3 out of 4 customers will complain, wince, and whine at least 2 times before they end up moving over. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Text me at 708- 872-7878 872-7878 and leave me a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and everyone that has ever come with me through my million changes for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.